0: Hello, welcome back. You are listening to Nuggets for Breakfast. This is your host, Ashley, and I'm really excited to be back. I keep messing up here. It's so funny. It's like 2021, you're supposed to have all these goals, and I'm like messing up already. Um, So last week, no podcast, which was totally my bad. Um, You know, I choose, of course, to do things spontaneously Um, And I have only this really that I'm kind of like committed to in a way. But like if there's something I'm doing that I feel like is way more important than putting my podcast out there, then I do that instead. But it kind of just taught me to like record ahead of time just to have a bunch so it's consistent, you know. But again, I'm just getting in the hang of this. This is my hobby and I'm just enjoying it right now. And there's just so much to learn, you know. There's just so much to – Take in from this, and there's just so much topics that I have to like really think about how I want to go with this. And it's funny, because it's like what I'd really like is like to be in the room with like a friend or even my brothers, or like you know, like and just like talking how we normally do. Like, I always laugh because like I always laugh and say to at least to my brother like last week I was like dude like this is the stuff I want to record because this is the stuff I think is hilarious and we say it like we are such wise asses that we have such great material and it's only when like we're high (laughs) (laughs) and when we're drunk but no we're, we're sarcastic too sober but it's just really good you know when we're just having a good time together enjoying each other and drinking and smoking and whatnot But that was the plan for last week. I was hoping that I can go to my brother's, Charlie's, in downtown LA, and he's part of the pod. Um, We only have a few people that we see, and it's definitely him and um, Breck. And sometimes Ronald comes up, Um, but I don't go to Ronald's place. But um, I was hoping that I could record us. I brought an extra mic my mic and I brought a ring light and um, I brought my headphones I was so excited I was like oh my god I'm getting set up and I I didn't bring my laptop and of course Breck doesn't have a laptop that has things I can record on because it was his work laptop and I was like you know I was so ready because I was ready to record too like I could have just made it a a YouTube video, but I really wanted to put on my podcast. And I'm pretty sure there's other ways of going about it. Like I could have transferred the sound into a podcast, but it would have been a lot of noise. They live in the city. Um, the mics do pick up a lot. Um, and especially if your phone, like your phone's going to pick up a lot. It just wouldn't sound as amazing as I'd like it to. And that's one of the things about me is like I'm kind of per- a perfectionist in a sense with my ideas. And that's why I don't do things. And like, this wasn't something I needed to perfect necessarily because, of course, I don't have music and um, I keep talking about similar things on each one and I'm still learning how to go about it, how to incorporate different ideas and things I want to share in my opinions without seeing over judgmental. Um, and it's just a learning process, but I'm not like 100%, I don't know anything about it 100%, you know, I'm still learning. And what's nice, though, is that on nuggets for breakfast on my instagram um i have other people that are following me that are are doing their own podcasts, and i follow them and i see how they do it and it's like wow they have like they advertise themselves so well like the marketing is just so amazing you know and they post every single day on that instagram and there's always something they're saying and i think that's great like that really does have people looking because they're interested like they're gonna see you every day they're gonna click on your instagram every day and then their I, your icon is probably going to show up more and more and then it just continues you know and i love that but again for me i'm enjoying this this is a hobby and i don't want to commit a hundred percent to the idea of like oh this is a podcast i'm making it a business because this is fun for me and i don't want to take away the fun part because it no longer becomes like a video but i'm glad you know this is something is still fun for me and I'm I have the right ideas. <laughs> I just need to be better at preparing myself, you know. Just like like I forgot my MacBook. Like the one thing I really need to record it, of course. And um and I was really excited because like also like I have a TikTok and I love doing TikToks. I love seeing other people's TikToks and I wanna do it too. And like the ones with dancing, it really makes me like wish this was available back in high school because that's when I was freaking dancing and uh, you know what I mean I could have been making money off of this like I feel like our age group like this age reign misses everything by a smidge like we always miss the good stuff by a smidge like phones or like things on the internet clothes just like we miss it by a smidge it's like we're almost there it's like 1989 babies like we're almost there just like we're either we were either an 80s baby or like we are, but like a smidge, a smidge of the 89s because we became, I mean, 90s, it was like right after, you know, and then a smidge off of, you know, 1990. <laughs> Look at me, I just, I don't even use the word smidge that much and I feel like I said it the most in my entire life in just this minute, <laughs> but I really do, like maybe the years above me and under me feel the same way because it's like we're missing something but I, I brought my ring light because so I was like, ooh, I can go on the helicopter pad upstairs in Charlie's apartment and record record the um, bus sit challenge. I was, I was going to do that bus sit challenge like, I think my butt get big. And it's like you look all like torn up and ugly in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're bussing it and you look good. And I was going to do it. I had an outfit picked out. I was going to show part of my tattoo. I was like, ooh, girl. Like my goal, I don't. It's not a twenty twenty one goal. It's just a goal. I my goal is to get my tattoo finished on my butt, to get my crane done, and then start my tattoos in other places, and then start taking pictures of it. Like, and it's funny because I'm like, "What, what, what will my body look like? Not just the tattoos, but like the size of it, the weight the wrinkles you know this sk- extra skin like what is that going to look like by the time I have all that <laughs> I'm gonna be that older lady who's like look at my tattoos and I'm so excited for that too but my back tattoo like I've been dying to take a picture of it so that I can post it again you know and I just don't I don't have the funds to pay for a tattoo and I'm debating if I want to use some tax money but it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of irresponsible to spend that amount of money on tattoo right now because of me not having a job you know like tattoos are pretty pricey they can go up to $800 you know and I just don't know if I want to spend that much money when it's so needed right now it just seems like a ridiculous okay as I say it out loud I'm like ugh, I shouldn't do it but I really want to Should I? <laughs> I'm just gonna put on my TikTok like if you want to see me <laughs> If you want to see me get my tattoo done or whatever contribute to my cash app like i'm gonna be that girl with her cash app in her bio <laughs> who cares right that's what i'm so proud of like the other generation it's like they don't care like all this like things that we think is taboo they're like crushing it you know they're like yeah whatever who cares you know make some money someone's willing to pay take advantage of them (laughs) and I'm over here like oh I'm sorry I don't want to take advantage because I'm not a good person it's like yeah they're really Gen Z is really changing it for us and even the next generation what are I don't even know what they're called (laughs) but I think what's awesome is that everything seems to line up anyways, you know, like us millennials, we just happen to be the people who are 30 when things start really looking cool and, you know, things are changing, but we're still young, you know, people in their thirties, we're still pretty young. And now that Biden's our president, you know, and we're going to see a lot more united, you know, unison and, um and, we're going to see more people have that mentality, you know, like do things for themselves and like do things for others. And don't be worried about where you get your money. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and we're all going to support each other and everyone loves each other. Gay pride, you know, all that. I'm just super excited. I don't know if I'm even making any sense. It's, It's one of those things where the anxiety is gone because Biden's finally like sworn in and I don't have to worry about like no stupid civil war. (laughs) Like the civil war is going to happen. Like it didn't like, but honestly I sat at the TV and was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Every time he, every time Biden stood at the, um, what is it? Oh my God. What do you even call that? At the mic? He, um, (laughs) he would be standing like, at the angle that the camera showed, it showed as if his forehead was sticking out of the, um, what is that? I don't even, bulletproof glass? Yeah, and I was like, duck, duck, don't show your head. Because I'm like, you know, Kennedy got assassinated. We don't want you being next. You know, like we just, we just want to get along. I, I don't know. I was so excited. I left that, I left the inauguration on TV and my dad's a Trump supporter. So I had that shit playing on the TV and I just, (laughs) I was just like clapping, (laughs) you know, I'm doing the commentary and like my dad's in his room. Like my dad even took a nap during it. Like, okay. And he'd walk by and like check it out and then walk by again as he leaves the kitchen. Like he didn't say much. But to me, I'm just, like, so happy because I'm just, like, your man lost, my man won, and the good one in this. And it's just crazy. One of the things my brothers and I talked about last week was how this election has showed us our dad, you know? Like, we used to listen to everything our dad said. We believed everything he said, you know, things about military and just like being a republic like we believed all of it you know until we got educated before we actually learned the history here in america before we learned before we learned where our money goes you know taxes where our money doesn't go you know and the stem of all problems like starting in like our homes and starting with our communities and education and my dad doesn't have all that information he knows enough but not enough to really have he doesn't know enough facts you know to form the opinion like my brothers and I have and we learn from this election that dad is just the man we respect him of course however he's just the man with his own opinions and there's so many other people in this world who are just like him with their opinions but what does that mean it means that's just who they are and you can have your own opinions you know and i respect people and their opinions until it is something that i feel like has no like that's not ethical or there's no real moral you know there's no baseline morale and I then that's the part where I don't really respect opinions anymore. And also the type of person who is talking to me about their opinion. Um, I'm one of those like, have the same, you need to have the same energy around kind of thing. I've said this before. So if you're going to be somebody that's like preaching one thing, but you're doing something else that contradicts that opinion, then I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't, actually respect you either. Um for me, I really try to have the same energy like I really do. Like if I'm going to be standing up for A, then I need to be standing up for B, you know. You don't just pick and choose what fits you only. It's it goes together and especially when it includes others, like your views on other people's lives, like ugh, that that one bugs me. Like I don't think you're allowed to really have an opinion on people's lives when they're not doing anything to you. And um so I'm one of those people who just listen of course like I share information like I hear something I'm like oh my god Charles did you see this like I I I talk a lot of shit with my brother and Debbie and Lauren (laughs) and Lisa listen I talk a lot of shit about like Trump but (laughs) and like crazy people but I don't do like rumors I don't make up things and spread it around i don't get off on people's problems you know like if i hear someone has problems and somehow that information gets to me i feel bad like whatever it is i always feel bad first like and then like it's it's funny because like debbie and i were talking about something and she's like angry about it but i am too but like when it started it was like something about an accident and um her and i've been following along and it was just one of those things where i just felt bad first before i can really form a like my own judgment because i don't want to form a judgment you know but like it was one of those things where it was in the news newspaper and it's just happening on your news feed and you see it you know like how do you not think something of it right so i saw it and like she's quick to be like reactive and like get me upset and like of course but me I was like oh my god I feel so bad for everybody like I just felt all the feelings like I could picture myself being everybody in that situation and the feelings they feel in that moment it was insane like I'm an empath and I try so hard not to know too much about people's lives in a sense because it's it I take it on too much and then I absorb it and then I start putting it into my own life and I start making my own thoughts as if that would would happen to my life, you know? And like, what if? And I don't wanna do that. I don't want to absorb that energy. I just wanna leave that for them and just say, I do not claim it. Like, that's been one thing I've been doing a lot. When my mind starts to go down the rabbit hole, um, I snap myself out by saying, I don't claim these thoughts because it is normal for people to have thoughts where it just seems insane okay because you can't control what your brain does like your brain's just insane it has every thought in, in the world and it just puts everything together and you just say I don't claim these thoughts I don't claim this energy I put good energy out there for myself or my family for whatever and it's really helped me just to snap myself out which is crazy because like <laughs> I probably should go to therapy to get more resources on how to do these things but it really did work for me you know so I was really happy about that and just want to continue having that good energy instead of absorbing everything outside cuz we're all in a pandemic like as much as i would like to listen in on something just cuz it's a little juicy you know reality tv right in front of you in a sense it's it's draining for my own energy and Like if I don't need to know about it, you know what I mean? If it's not really mine and if I can avoid it, then I do. But if it's put onto my social media and it's on people's stories and I see it, then it's just, it's there, you know, what can you do? And then of course, someone's going to message and be like, oh my God, did you see this? And I'm like, oh my God, you know, like it's hard because we all need to process it differently. We all process it differently, which can come out, oh, you know, some might be like, oh my God that's crazy and like move on but some people really have feelings about it and got to talk about it to someone else that they know they could vent to right so i mean some way people can say it's talking shit or whatever but i don't really think so i think there's so much that we see on social media that it's good to have someone to talk to about what you see and feel validated for what you see and what you don't see you know just everyone sees and deals with things differently and i'm okay with that and that's just 2021 energy for me. <laughs> you know, like, I am not trying to make things harder than I need to. And I have this woman's voice in my head that just says, keep it simple. Everything, just keep it simple. And when people go a little extra, my mind just goes, keep it simple. <laughs> and that's hard because, you know, I, I know that's a very... Like if we went to do, if I were to say like astrology wise, like as a Taurus, like keeping it simple and having my own mentality and being stubborn in that mentality is a problem. That's such a Taurus thing. Like we're so calm that our sign is known to be probably the most boring. And it's not that we're boring. We're actually really fun with the people we love, the people we enjoy. It's just when it comes to what we want, We know what we want and we stand our ground with what we want. We know how we want to get there. We know what we need, you know, and that's why Tauruses are stubborn. And that's why I'm like, keep it simple, but not every sign keeps it simple. And there's 12 signs. So of course, and everyone has a mixture of all and different ones are ruling different things. Like as I learned more about astrology than I learned more about people's thought processes and it's just crazy like I I honestly the more research I do into astrology the bigger believer I am and it's not like opinion-based astrology this really is based on history the stuff has been written in like I don't know in like Hindu, like there's so many connections, you know, astrology in India is insane. Like the way they find Relationships based on your astrology. That's insane If I were to ever have a child which I won't i'd want a Capricorn (laughs) Because the capricorn is just someone who will take care of their shit and i don't gotta worry about them Like they're like good. They're good to go, but I got a firecracker aries and an airy gemini and he's a double Gemini. And like, I literally, I, I don't know, like, this earth sign got two of these kids. Like, it's insane. Like, I, I'm i overstimulated with their personalities that I snap. And I know I'm not the only one. Like, I snap. Like, I will yell at them. And um, yesterday, Alice scratched Liam and she scratched him hard enough where he, she cut a little bit of his skin. And I was very upset, you know. I didn't like that. And I snapped at her. And at night, when we are getting ready for bed, she'd, like, put her forehead on my forehead and goes, I'm sorry for scratching Leah, Mommy. And, like, the way she did it, I was just like, oh. I'm sure she was thinking about it the whole night, you know, until, like, we got in bed, um, until we all calmed down. And uh, that kind of broke my heart because, you know, like, you see your kid's Act a certain way And you see a little bit of yourself in it like i'm not scratching my children So I don't that's just her learning about controlling her hands and her body when she's upset But sometimes when they talk and they're angry or they're upset You can hear them say things that you say when you're upset and it upsets you because you're like don't talk like that or Say it differently Or how about you say it like this or the way you said it wasn't kind or respectful and it's like of course because they heard how you said it And it really is like a lot of work having kids, not just raising them, it's looking at the inner you and seeing what you need to fix because you're going to take that and put it on your children and then repeat cycles. And that's what's crazy is like the more education I have, I feel like the more anxiety I have because I'm like, I know if I do this, then this could happen. You know, like too much, too much. Keep it simple. My kids are going to turn out great because I know I'm raising them right and um, one of the things that I I get really bugged about is uh, Liam making fun of the fat on his body and he is gaining weight and he's a little heavier you know than he was when the pandemic started and I don't mean little like he definitely gained weight and like we went through clothes pretty quickly and I had to buy him new ones and new sizes twice like he went from a medium to a large and he wasn't at mediums yet (laughs) when the pandemic started and he makes fun of his fat all the time and he calls it fat and he squeezes his belly and my mom lets him call her belly fat and my dad too and i'm just like so against it (laughs) i'm i i don't like it i don't like it because he's gonna say it's funny and i feel like he'll do it out there with his friends and he'll get to the point where it's not nice it's friends will see it Like, oh, Liam's making fun of himself, so I'll make fun of Liam, too, you know? And then it might just get too crazy, and kids might do too much. And then Liam was like, oh, no, you know, this doesn't feel good. So that's where my brain goes, you know? So I try to teach Liam, like, if you don't respect your own body, then other people won't respect it either, and that hurts. Like, I had to tell Liam, like... It's best to share a story for my kids. And I had to tell Liam, like when I was little, I was covered in eczema and I had a nickname and my nickname was Rashley. Like, and he goes, oh, were they bullies? And I go, no, these were my closest friends. These were my closest friends. I let them call me Rashley. There were plenty of times where I said something, but they made fun of me every time I did. And I still hung out with them because they were my friends, you know, and that's how kids think, you know, they don't know when to pull apart from their friends or from these kids like when is it too much and like I'm still cool with all those girls too you know it's pretty much and but it's something that I remember and it's something that it sits with me and I pay attention to the places where I have eczema or where I used to have them too. and I pay attention to the scars and the name rashly pops up in my head and like I don't want that for Liam and I'm not Trying to take my issues and put it on him I'm just trying to be a parent that prevents things and trying to educate my son about his body because it's important to love our bodies No matter what it looks like and I want him to know that too And I know he loves his body and he's so confident because he loves the fat on his body And he says in a joking manner, but it's like we're home right now. He's not in school To learn social skills, you know in a sense So I just want to educate him on these things to prepare him cuz at least in his mind he will know you know at least he'll know that for other kids too not to make up nicknames cuz that could hurt later and you know that's one of the things that i teach my children cuz alice in bed the other night we're all sleeping in alice's new canopy bed and alice looks at liam and looks at me and goes liam is fat And I was like, Alice, I was like, that's not very kind to say he's fat. You don't talk about somebody's body like that. I said, Liam, how does that make you feel? And Liam thinks it's funny, you know, but I need him. You know what I mean? But he can sense. He can sense when I'm trying to teach or something. So he's all, I feel sad, like try to like guess like what I want him to feel. But I know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want him to lie. But you know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, I don't want my daughter to think that's okay. They both talk about each other's body and laugh and giggle and stuff. But it's like I'm really trying hard to teach them that you have to love your body because it's your body. You know, you're the only person who's going to love it right and treat it right. And I I, I never knew or connected li- my life as a child to my body. Like, I never was like, this is my body. I am beautiful. I am kind. Like... Those affirmations were never a thing for me and I I want it to be different for my own children. I want them to know that they are beautiful, that they are kind, that they are smart, you know, that they are generous, generous, that they are compassionate, you know, that they are strong, that they are I don't know, they persevere, stuff like that. They let all good consume them and nothing bad consume them. You know, like I want them to Recognize themselves because I don't really think that's a thing children are more You know egocentric. So yeah, they think about themselves Only but not in a way where it's like spiritually like their bodies their minds their hearts They think more of like I want this. I want that. I want that toy I want this now and like our kids now want instant gratification, you know, so it's just changing the mentality of my kids that I didn't have Um, Because, you know, like my mom and dad don't think like that. You know, they don't care. (laughs) Like all that, all the things I'm saying right now sound like a bunch of mumbo, jumbo, hippie, banana stuff, you know? And it's like, yeah. (laughs) But the thing, I want this to be normal. I want this idea and thought process to be a, a normal thing for all people to think for their children. Because, again, it takes a community to raise a child. And then this child goes back into our environment and contributes into our society, whether in a good way or bad way. But we will know if it's going to be good or bad based on their upbringing, based on what they've had, what privileges they did or didn't have. And that starts at home. That starts at home. That starts with their family's jobs. That starts with their income that starts with where they live and their parents education and the culture if there's religion or none or if there's another language you know um it's it's crazy and I don't know with this lottery thing going on right now it has made me think like what would you do with hundreds of millions of dollars and I feel like everyone's first couple lines might be the same I want to pay off all my debt I want to buy a car, a house. Like That's mine. I don't have a car in my name. They're under my parents' name and I drive it. Like When I was pregnant with Alice, they told me, sell my car. And they're like, we'll give you this car. They never gave it to me. They never transferred the name to mine. I was like, whatever. You're paying the insurance anyways. (laughs) But I don't have a car. So of course, the first thing I would buy is a car. Also, I don't have a house. So I'd buy a house. I'd also pay off my parents' mortgage and my brother's mortgage. And I'd give them money, you know. and hook up my kids their education in some form and invest in businesses but one thing I would really like to do is to have youth centers not like the boys and girls club I want it to be like a youth center that I saw in Japan Um, they had these centers for children that just had books and gymnastic mats and um, computers and games and just super cool it was really big Um, It was like two floors. The second floor overlooked the first floor. It was very open. And they left it open all day so kids can just come and go, you know. And you didn't have to pay. So I'd love to do stuff like that. And maybe, you know, that's funny. I've heard people say, don't say what you're going to do yet show it you know because other people might take your idea because that's where my my brain goes I don't know why I think like this I really like who's listening I'm crazy anyways if someone does hear this and does it already even better (laughs) because I don't see it and that's what I'd like I'd like to see youth centers like this for children and I love it so kids can come together and if they can't be home then they're at these community centers or youth centers and they're doing things together there's adults that work there and it's just a good environment to be in for children, and it's safe. And they have access to whatever they need for doing homework or just something to keep them busy. Like maybe there's extracurricular activities there too. Maybe there's piano lessons in one room and something like that, a library that's actually pretty big, you know? I want something like that for children. Another idea that I would do for mine it was, of course, I'd send money to the Philippines set something up for students over there for children over there but i would also love to create some type of i don't know if it's a school but from what i hear about the foster system and children going into these homes like i don't know if i'd make a nonprofit orphanage or something but it would be another it would be similar to the youth center where they still have access to everything and it's not just a place where they sleep, you know, and go to school. Like there, I want it to be something where they feel more connected, you know, into a community and with a group. Cause every story you hear about people that go to foster care or an orphan, it just breaks your heart, your heart because you hear where the disconnects are. And some people have good experiences, but some don't, you know, and that's kind of where I would love to help and I would love to put my money into something like that and those are all great things to think about you know like I really do like I always think about like if I'm going to win millions what would I do and that's exactly what I do Um, and live comfortably you know imagine oh my gosh money does solve a lot of problems I'm wondering like what's this year going to look like job wise I have time but what am i gonna do this year you know and i'm just taking it little by little Um, gonna see what happens with biden now and the biden administration um, what jobs look like what the vaccine rollout looks like and the phases and what schools open back up and how i can make it work for the kids and i because i we were pretty spoiled with the fact that my kids went to school wherever i worked. And so I drop them off the class and go teach in my classroom, come get them after class, go home. And that's so easy because it really is the driving that really sets things off. Like, I can't imagine if I was still working on the base and then having to pick up my kids after school. I worked on the base at 5.30 in the morning till 2. And I wouldn't be able to take my kids to school, but I'd be able to pick them up, okay? But if I took the later shift, I'd be able to take them to school, but I wouldn't be able to pick them up. And that's what doesn't make sense. It's like the time that they have people working and the times that people's kids go to school makes us still dependent on some type of aftercare, whether we have family, which is a privilege, or we have to pay for it. And I think that's one thing we can look at too. Hopefully Biden administration and the new secretary of education looks at. It's just, you know, our our economy and our not economy but like the way our workforce is and education like we're all set up wrong here and I hope that this is a big learning experience for whoever can make these laws for us because it, this pandemic has showed that a lot of jobs can be done remotely it showed what we needed mostly what we didn't and it also showed who were the essential workers that people didn't pay attention to and I think that's all pretty cool. It's pretty great. Um, I was talking to Charles too, and we were saying how like we can see how conspiracy theorists th- think this is all crazy. Cause say in like thirty years, the next generation, or whatever, ask us like, oh my gosh, did a pandemic really happen during the elections? Like, th- did that all just b- happen to be set up? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so close it's such a huge coincidence it's crazy i can see it but it all lined up perfectly well for us and it it seemed like trump's era was to teach us something was to teach us that our system is truly broken and that the people that are here are not made for such a old system you know like we are they can't this system does not keep up with us Like, we are getting too smart. We are getting too powerful for this old system. This old system is actually causing us to have more issues. Like, we're clashing together. You know, it's not setting us up for success. It's actually making things harder for us. Um, Another thing that Charles and I were talking about was Trump's thinking about starting his own party, right? You know, they'll be Republican and... Um, there'll be Democrats and whatever that Trump and the Libertarian one. And it's like, cool, go ahead, reduce the Republican Party so that y'all can look weaker. <laughs> and it's just, there's a lot that's going to happen this year. And I'm just excited to see what happens. Just these past few days, everything has been good already. Like he's been doing what he said he was going to do. And a lot of people are saying, no, he's not, you know, he's not going to do it as fast as like uh-huh he did 17 in one day girl oh i wanted to share i saw that post about where our economy is and i don't know how true that is because i haven't done the research yet um where our economy is under trump's administration and people are like i want to remember this and hopefully it shows back up on my timeline in a year or two whatever and i was reading that and i'm like nowhere did it mention what a nasty human being he was And where everybody was. Like where the people were. It just talked about money. And it's insane. Like, you remember how I said, like, money can change a lot. But damn, that sucks. You know, like, in America, we're set up to fight so hard to have money to live just a normal life. You know, like, as a teacher, you don't get paid that much. But yet, I'm educating and help raising people's kids. Like, that's insane and it does not even afford me living in an apartment and and I don't even get to invest in a home like I have to have a partner and that's what sucks because there are a lot of women who are preschool teachers and a lot of women I met have husbands with really good jobs and that's how they can afford their homes and their lifestyle but it's like I don't want to be dependent on that on a man like I want to do it myself but I love teaching but it's like what do you do? You know, what do you do? Do you leave your job so you can get more money and not be happy or pick a job and, you know, ugh, ugh. and this pandemic has really showed that people like um, learning new things, tricks and trades, side hustles. Like, man, there's a lot of people like picking up these side hustles. And I think it's great. Like, I love when people reach out because I'm like, that's really cool. You know, so I support you however I can. And. And I tried it, and it's just not for me. <laughs> so what do I do? Keep playing the lottery. <laughs> Keep going on dating apps. I'm just kidding. I don't know. This this year is definitely interesting. I've already had so many thought processes, like with my kid, what where I'm going to go with teaching him about his body, <laughs> to where we are in our social system and economy and sh- Ugh. <sighs> at least i can admit it's not as bad as 2020 because i see things on a lighter note i guess now that biden is our president and that the civil war didn't happen and all the cuckoo people are slowly going to disappear hopefully and i don't know maybe don't i hopefully they don't disappear so we can actually get their picture first and then Blast them online and i'm gonna say this you may or may not agree with me But I think any military person who's part in any of that QAnon stuff should lose all their privileges and be kicked out of the military um And not an honorable discharge. They need to be kicked out lose their rights lose their benefits um pension and all um, and I th- And because and even police like anybody that's in a job from from the federal government should lose their benefits no matter how many years. Um, and the people who stormed the Capitol riot should lose all their benefits too, even if they had no prior convictions. I noticed that one person got out because he served in the military and had no prior convictions. Um, I hope that they bring him back and I don't know, you know, lay down the law because this just set up to show that any white person can storm our Capitol. <laughs> and do whatever they want because if they have no prior convictions they're going to be okay like ugh um i saw though that they just selected the new secretary of defense he's the first black man to hold that position um i don't know his name but yes that is wonderful you know and i click on the comment section and i see people going but is he qualified you know who cares about his color but is he qualified and it's like you know how many people out there are qualified for jobs but don't get picked because of their skin color. That's the whole point of this. We're telling people that there are people who are qualified for this job. They're just not selected because of the way they look. Or, you know, to some type of men- mental thing. Like maybe they're not as qualified because they were born in, I don't know, s- some urban city. Compared to Michael who was raised in Michigan and the whitest part you know i i watch these things and my heart hurts because you see it coming out like all this racial profiling and stereotypes and and it just it really does make you uncomfortable knowing that people like america is this joke like america is this racist little joke and i know there's racism all around the world it's not just in america but we really did brand, our, brand ourselves as being this amazing country, and the, just this pandemic to our elections showed how dumb we are, and who to blame? <laughs> who to blame? And they're the ones who call themselves the patriots. Like y'all just made us look stupid, and I, I, I don't know. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to be an American. And I know when we go out to other countries, other countries make fun of us. They're like, oh, you can tell they're American because they're belligerent or, you know, they're self-absorbed. You know, that's what they taught us here. They taught us to be independent. Everyone's in a rat race, you know, and do what you got to do for your family. Screw everybody else. And I don't like that. I, I don't have that mentality. I don't raise my kids with that mentality either. You know, it's hard to. Raising your son with someone who's a Trump supporter. <laughs> Yeah, I bashed him a few times and we got into fights and he was like, I bet you don't do this to anybody else. And it's like, actually, I do. (laughs) And it's just because, like, I really do care where people's hearts are. And especially when it comes to my son, but whatever. Um, I'll just raise my son and say the things I need to say. And it sucks because I like letting children be children. But when things are brought in front of them or said to them or they hear certain things... I don't want it to be just or swept under the rug. I want to address it so that they can hear a few things and, you know, keep it simple. It doesn't need to be too much. Like Alice, Alice asked me where babies come from. She's really curious. And I had to say, like, the man has an egg and the woman has a seed. I mean, (laughs) the man has the seed, the woman has egg, a woman has an egg in her body. Men have seeds in their body. They come together and they can make a baby. And I told her that there's also science where you don't need a man and a woman to make a baby. <laughs> you know, and that's not keeping it simple. I'm just trying to throw a bunch of stuff at her so she stops asking questions. And she did. So it worked. But I'm trying to find other things to focus on, I guess. and Just <laughs> raising my children. Um, I kind of noticed that like this pandemic has really made me feel like Cinderella, I feel like I'm always cleaning, always organizing, that it's just, I'm kind of over it, um, to the point where I, like, look at my room, and I'm just like, I don't even know if it's messy anymore, or I'm just losing my mind, um, and you know, it's hard, it's like, I can't really complain that I clean all the time, and organize all the time, even though it turns into a mess, it's because, like, I live here for free, <laughs> I feel like I've mentioned this before, but it's true, anyways, um, happy friday uh hopefully next week i can try to get someone on the podcast i'd really love to it's just difficult with timing and even though everybody's home it takes a lot of energy just to get yourself on zoom and to talk i don't know if that if it's just me but that's how i feel at least but thank you for listening and i hope you guys are feeling a lot better now that elections are done all right take care and have a good night